bucks. Never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Another comment that's up here says, Team chemistry is not what it was last year. I, I, I'll say this. Um, I think it's hard for a fan to judge team chemistry a little bit. Um, if you're not in the locker room, if you're not on the trips, if you're not at the practices, that's kind of where you see it a little bit more than what you may see it in a game. Now you can say, well, you know, in any game situations, guy hits a shot and a bunch of dudes are sitting down and not clapping and not going crazy. Okay, well, that's a dead giveaway. Fine, I'll give you that. Uh, but unless you have some dead giveaways about team chemistry while you're watching the game, to me, it's a struggle to question team chemistry unless you're literally at the practices, traveling with the team, and kind of seeing what this is. You know, in past years, you've seen the teams go out to movies together, uh, go out and have team dinners and stuff like that. The Packers are a prime example of that. Jordan Love having people over to his house a couple of times during the season uh, and doing stuff. Rodgers used to go out to dinner with a a group of his guys uh, all the time throughout the course of a season when he was a quarterback. So there are those type of chemistry-building things that exist. But again, you and I aren't a part of any of those. So unless they tell us or tell the media that that's how we find out, there's no way to know kind of what team chemistry is really like unless somebody that's inside that locker room or at these practices kind of passes along to us. I don't know if you agree with that or not, Nathan, but that's my take on it. Yeah. And I don't, I, to me, I haven't noticed the chemistry being worse. I mean, I think guys are talking. I've seen guys talking more on the court, which to me is a good thing. Um, it's not always like, they're not always all happy and you know, everything's great, but it's like, they're figuring out their issues. And that, that's something you need when you have a new team and a new coach. Like you need more communication, you need them talking more. Um, there were times last night where like I could see guys getting a little frustrated, which again, I don't mind when you're down 40 and you're down, you're getting your butt kicked. Like, would you rather see guys smiling and happy together? Or would you rather see guys getting a little frustrated? Like, I don't mind them being frustrated in those moments. Um, I just, I haven't noticed anything like to me, I, I I've not watched this season. I've been like, their chemistry is so off. It's just like, no, like there's still, I think to me, it's been more scheme stuff. It's been more, um, you know, defensive personnel stuff than anything else. Like, I don't, I don't look at chemistry as an issue. I don't know. I just, I, there, there's plenty of like, again, to me, it, there's plenty of things or several things that you can point to as legitimate concerns, as legitimate things that are hurting this team right now, the defense, the coaching, the, the lack of perimeter defenders. I don't think chemistry is one of those issues that I'm like really concerned about. Like it, I, they, they seem like they're fine. Giannis, Chris and Dame seem to be working well together. I think their chemistry has gotten better as the season's gone on, on the court. And I mean, again, by all accounts, like Malik Beasley was on an interview talking about how great the the locker room is and how um, the vibes are immaculate. Like there's nothing to tell me that the chemistry is bad. So, you know, I don't think we can really talk about uh, or really can assume that it's bad. I will say this uh, about chemistry. I was, uh, when I was Nathan's age, um, maybe a little bit older into my thirties, I was, uh, I don't give a crap about chemistry guy, right? I don't care if these guys like each other. I don't care if they hang out together off the court or off the field. I don't really care as long as they can, you know, hit their average and hit home runs or catch the ball when the ball is thrown to them and stuff like that. That's all I care about. I don't care if these people like each other or not. Who cares? That's all, that's all overblown. And Leroy Butler and Gilbert Brown and Gary Ellerson worked on me for years and finally proved their point. And you saw it with the Brewers where, you know, they perform past expectations. A lot of that had to do with counsel, being able to set that tone and really have good clubhouses and guys that were playing for each other. You can see it in the locker room this year where these guys are playing for each other. Uh, they're even sticking up for Joe Barry on the defensive side of the locker room saying they're playing for Joe B. My God, who who would even say that publicly? But they're saying it uh, and they're sticking up for their guy, right? And on the offensive side, you know, they're all young. They're all hanging out, doing their thing together. So again, 
good chemistry, great chemistry can help you maybe get a couple more wins uh, before it's all said and done. Bad chemistry, you can win despite, yes, but it also can tear cause a um, the ability to tear apart a locker room and have a team dismantle when you get into a little bit of a rough stretch of a season if these you don't like each other and jealousy sets in and trash talking in the locker room. A team could fall apart. That's not the case with the Bucs. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the importance of chemistry is more than maybe what fans expect is, is my point in all that. Yeah. And, and that's fair. I mean, I, I, again, it's just not something that I really look at as a, as a big concern with this team. You know, I, I think it'd be I obvious. If there, it'd be obvious if there were concerns, you know, you'd be like hearing stuff about how um, guys aren't getting along and, you know, the guys just look visibly like they, they don't like playing with each other. Like I just, I don't see that. There's a couple other things that I, I hear people say a lot that I'm like, I just don't get where you're getting this from. And number one is like people saying this team has no fight. And I'm like, what, like what about this season has made you think this team has no fight? Like, have they not fought back from so many ugly starts in this season to like come back and get back in games, win clutch games. You know, they, they lost to the boss in that first game, but they fought back from 25 down to lose by three, made it a game. They were down 27 against the Blazers came back and won. They were, um, you know, they, they've been down several times and kind of got up and, and punched back. And, um, you know, again, a night like last night, I like you can maybe say, okay, last night they didn't show much fight, of course. But like, I just, it seems like anytime they're playing bad, people come up with, they don't have any fight this year. They got no fight. And it's like, I would argue last team's team had less fight because whenever they were down, it seemed like they couldn't come back and they would always blow leads. You know, they would have the lead late and then they'd collapse down the stretch. And it was like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'd rather be the team that, um, is able to come back from deficits than the one that you're like worried whenever they have a lead that they're going to blow it. Um, so I don't understand the whole no fight thing. And then I've seen several people talking about how, um, oh, players continue to, to call out the coaching and call out Adrian Griffin. And it's like, why can't, like, I just don't understand why. And we talked about this earlier on the podcast. Giannis can't say like, oh, this defense has to be better, man. We got to, you know, everything's out of you better. The, the, the coaching, the players, all this. And, and players calling out, the players can't call out the defense without it being, oh my God, they're taking shots at Griffin. Like, no, they're obviously going to call out the defense when it's 21st in the league, you know, of course. Like, I I just, I don't understand where that stuff comes from. Like, it, it does, I've never heard anything of them calling out the coach or being... See, okay, like, but this is this is something like, and I saw it in the Cavaliers game, where they have a shot clock violation, and Lopez turns around, looks at the bench, and goes like this. Like, what were we supposed to do? I don't know what we were supposed to do. That that stuff is, is a little bit frustrating to me. Now, that could be the players not knowing what they're supposed to do based on whatever player that they were supposed to run. That could be Brooks saying, hey, we need more guidance than what you're giving us as far as what you want us to run in this situation. Who knows what this was all yeah. about, throwing their arms up in the air at the bench after that shot clock violation. Um, but that type of stuff, you know, you really didn't see that under Bud necessarily. Yeah. They all knew what they were doing. They were in lockstep, and they're learning this coaching staff three months in still. 